0: Hey, everybody hey everyone this is zach and this is Stuart,
1: and this is a uh media show or a uh a main show that's um, right this is the last episode of our season which i believe is season four
0: oh um, gosh
1: can you imagine that we've we've made it four seasons
0: i um, know making making a person feel old eh <laughs> yeah. yeah um
1: but the, this episode is dr sleep or a decent movie that is better than it has any right to be
0: yeah you know it's <laughs> <that's> interesting <laughs> that you gave it that towel it it was a decent for everything that like it had to deal with I think it really does pull its weight because it has to walk that fine line between like being true to the uh, Kubrick movie and then being true to like the book and everything like that when there was such like, I guess, such strived between Kubrick and King yeah
1: well and you know i think in recent years king has come around to the fact that yeah this isn't adapting my book but this is an iconic movie
0: yeah and Um, you know i i i think that this this movie does do justice to the book
1: yeah i i do as well um in for like just like you said it's there was no easy feat in making this movie because it has to it like it has to reference things that people have seen Mm -hmm. but it also has to reference things that people have potentially read going in
0: (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) which is is not an easy task for for anyone to do because because the movie and the book are so different for the shining i mean yes exactly and
0: and so there's some if you haven't read the um book uh dr sleep you should definitely check out our podcast uh our we did a a book report on dr sleep oh
1: god we did that in 20 2018 i think i want to say really? 2018 wow maybe 2019 it, oh. it may have been last year but i think it was two years ago
0: yeah it was when we were still able to see each other yeah can you remember as, those days <laughs> as we record this I just put up a picture of you on my uh, monitor <laughs> just, yeah. to, just to have that sort of still bond and everything <laughs> that personal bond oh yeah <laughs> that, that could be a little bit more information than you needed
1: <laughs> no I'm flattered I'm touched
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, but, but but yeah, yeah so... I I enjoyed this movie. Um, I thought it was a good movie, and I thought it was a, a good adaptation of the book. Um, uh, you know, and I think too. You know, I I've, when I was doing some research on this movie, right, uh, there were some people like again, I I think it's people who haven't read the book who kind of was looking more for that horror aspect that that's that uh kubrick uh portrays and you can't really expect this movie to be that because again that's a kubrick like movie and he was a prolific you know director of his time and this was directed by somebody else whose name is... Oh, this is uh,
1: directed by Mike Flanagan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which and... he does a lot of really, really good stuff. Um, yeah. He, he did... Um, I think his first big movie was Oculus. Um, then he did one called Hush, which I think is fantastic because the protagonist is a deaf woman.
0: Mm, that's cool.
1: And so a lot of the movie is just... long stretches of silence yeah
0: um
1: and then he did uh i mean he's done a lot of things but but the most recent things um, are on netflix he did uh the haunting of hill house and then the haunting of bly manor Hmm. which recently recently came out um yeah, like horror is his wheelhouse um, yeah and he's very good at handling characters you know like He's he's very good at doing characterization, I think. That, yeah. That's his strong point. Um and that's why his horror kind of packs such a punch.
0: Yeah. Um, but this is not like Stanley Kubrick's horror. This is not no. like the shining horror. Because there's a lot more sci fi aspects into this movie.
1: Yeah. Oh, wait, which you know, the book was more sci if you remember, is a little mm-hmm. bit more science fiction than than horror, like the the shining is. Yeah. Uh, too so like it you know he was still maintaining that
0: yeah Um, and i mean there's a lot of like fantastic shots in the uh in the movie and everything that kind of like portrays that same sort of horror that the shining had in it so yeah
1: yeah no well and and uh you know this this uh the movie came out just last year it feels like much longer ago but again i think part of that is uh actually you know what
0: I feel that, like this year that has I, been like five years.
1: Partly. Yeah, I feel like this year has been five years. But but now that I say that, I think that we did record that just last year, the, okay. the Doctor Sleep book club episode, because uh, we were recording it um, right before the movie was released.
0: released yeah. <laughs>
1: um, and so so yeah, like I, I was looking online um about this movie just to see how fans liked it mm-hmm. um and you know rotten tomatoes has a 77 percent metacritic has a 59 uh, no. which isn't very high cinema yeah. score gave it a b plus and post track gave it a four out of five okay um, so interesting that it.
0: yeah, yeah. It, it, it's interesting that it has kind of like a wide range of of scores
1: yeah it's very weird why it swung that way um and again
0: i think a lot some people like came in expecting again the shining which yeah it's not
1: yeah it's definitely not it um although like you know it, it didn't despite how much people seemed to like it once they saw it mm-hmm. it didn't make a whole lot of money like it so after tax rebates and stuff because they shot mainly in georgia mm-hmm. um 45 oh, million know. dollar yeah yeah they they uh they, they shot a lot of it in georgia Hmm. um the the 45 million dollar budget translated to 72.3 million dollar box office which on a 45 million dollar movie is not a not lot that, yeah <laughs> that's that's not a whole lot uh but you know in uh, the 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 history of it just in doing research um so 2013 Warner Brothers started developing a film adaptation of Doctor Sleep right after it got published um, 2016 Akiva Goldsmith wrote a script for the studio but they couldn't really get a budget for the film because mm. I, I don't know what that means I don't know if Warner Brothers was unwilling to commit to one or if he had things in there in the script where they're like well we don't know how much it's going to cost yeah
0: <laughs> um, I mean but there the, is a uh, lot of like fantastical so- but like nowadays feel like you can green screen anything
1: exactly well and and i also saw a note where warner brothers at that same time period was also interested in doing a like a prequel tv show called the overlook hotel which just based on that title it makes me think it was like an anthology show like an american horror story or something Mm -hmm. um but what really lit a fire under their ass was in 2017 it was released Mm -hmm. and so warner brothers fast-tracked dr sleep they were like we got to get on this stephen king bandwagon
0: (laughs) yeah why while the getting still good
1: yeah and so so yeah 2018 mike flanagan was hired to rewrite the goldsmith script and direct it so Mm -hmm. he he filmed in georgia in atlanta and in uh, saint simon's
0: yeah
1: um you would have thought that the film would premiere at the plaza theater since it's in the movie yeah but no
0: oh really No,
1: i if it were me i i would have been like okay like i know the plaza theater's tiny and like there's Still, no it's kind of like an
0: atlanta staple
1: yeah but also like they filmed there like if, if it were me i would be like well yeah let's have the premiere here let's do the like full limos pulling up and like people that would be photos.
0: crazy <laughs> I mean Ponce would just shut down. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um but uh but yeah, so so Flanagan also, you know, described the adaptation process uh like we said as being unique because he was trying to be faithful to three sources. Yeah. Um he was trying to be faithful to the Shining Book, the Kubrick film, and the Doctor Sleep book.
0: Yeah. Um and I mean there's a Even lot King, of like, you know, uh, dichotomy between all of those particular pieces of media
1: yeah yeah and and um it, it's funny he, uh, flanagan was saying that the king you know it's well known that he doesn't like the kubrick film but it's it's inarguable that it's burned it burned into most horror fans heads to an extent that not incorporating any of it would work against the film which i i think is accurate
0: yeah i think that's true
1: uh, if, if I went into Dr. Sleep and I didn't see anything visually referenced from the Shining film, I would be like, yeah, this is, yeah. <laughs> maybe King had too much say in how they, they made this movie.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, King apparently initially rejected Flanagan's pitch uh, because he wanted to bring back the overlook as seen in Kubrick's film. Hmm. um interesting but after reading the script uh king felt that the elements of the kubrick film that he disliked were redeemed for him by this film oh interesting which wow. is interesting yeah that this yeah. movie was so good that king who is notorious for not liking the shining, not liking like, it you know
0: decided, what yeah. i like it <laughs> i like it now <laughs> i'm giving my my thumbs up
1: um, yeah, so so Flanagan also recast the actors as he felt that, that doing it digitally wouldn't work. And mm-hmm. it doesn't work quite yet. Um yeah. and said that it looks too much like a video game, which I kind of agree, like it, Marvel it, does it. Yeah. But Marvel also gives their movies two hundred and fifty million dollar budgets.
0: This so. movie had forty five
1: million dollars. Yeah. Um and uh, you know, apparently he thought about casting dicaprio or christian slater like i suggested they should do because he looks (laughs) like jack nicholson um but he wanted actors that reminded the audience of of the original but were their own unique
0: version Mm -hmm.
1: um so like the person
0: oh i I was saying i I think it 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 delivers too
1: oh yeah yeah absolutely um it's it's i i think that's a good call personally um it when I first watched it, uh, it it was a little weird because I was like, "That doesn't look like Danny. Mm-hmm. That doesn't look like uh, um, uh, Shelley Duvall." But yeah. on this uh, the second rewatch, I do like how they costumed uh, the the characters, and on the second rewatch, the actors actually do a good job of acting like their counterpart their
0: counterpart yeah exactly i um, like I, think... I
1: forget who plays him but Sk- the guy that that plays dick halloran um has scatman crothers um like the syntax with which he speaks down like he sounds like halloran yeah. in the shining
0: movie.
1: um and the uh you know the woman that plays uh shelly Duvall's character or uh wendy uh, mm-hmm. in the shining um she she does a great job and i think costuming did right by like i don't know like little details like the way she wears her hair uh yeah <laughs> you know because shelly duvall kind of has you know larger ears yeah <laughs> out of her her hair um yeah. so things like that mm-hmm. um side note the the guy that plays the bartender who calls himself lloyd but has uh uh, Jack Torrance's face. Yeah, is Henry Thomas. Henry Thomas played Elliot in
0: ET. Oh, I did not know that. Huh. Apparently,
1: Mike Flanagan casts him in these random roles and all of his stuff because he just <laughs> likes that actor for some reason. But yeah, like that kid played uh, or that guy played ET is era Elliot in ET. As
0: uh-huh. <laughs> wow, and um, I, I didn't even see that. Huh. Yeah um
1: but but yeah to um and and that's that's all the research i had for for this section but um yeah the 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 thing that i liked about dr sleep is i was re-listening to the book club episode Mm -hmm. and one of the things i said is was like how how are they going to adapt this into a movie and make it because of the different sources uh i was wrong they were able to do it i think fairly well yeah yeah. Um, but two i was like of course that's how they do it of course is is uh remember my big question was like in the shining book spoilers <laughs> um dick halloran doesn't die but in the movie he does
0: so yeah, yeah i think both of our like concerns and everything but yeah yeah
1: but it makes sense like you have a thing with with people who are psychics who have these psychic connections to dead people like of yeah. course if they, they bring dick back as a, a figment or as, as a, part of the shining
0: yeah exactly it it seems fairly obvious now like looking yeah. back at it
1: well and and um one of the things that they changed for this movie which i kind of think really works is they kind of made it a superhero movie um like the book is more like like uh you know like a like a mystery with some supernatural elements but this movie feels like um you know not a big budget superhero movie but you know i i kind of want to see sequels where you and mcgregor (laughs) and and Abra are solving crimes together using their weird psychic powers. Psychic <laughs> like... powers, yeah.
0: <laughs> and again, I really do enjoy a lot of, like, the special effects that they had in this movie. I thought that, you know, just the use of of the digital aspect of it and...
1: Uh, yeah, the just... Mind Palace stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I just, you know, it's, it's a cool way, because, like, in Kubrick's movie, The Shining was very, it's, you know, thing. It wasn't like a defined thing. Yeah. It wasn't like this power or anything along those lines. Um, but with this book, you learn a lot more about The Shining and what it can do. And, you know, if somebody had had that focus and had that training in the shining since you know he's grown up now and he's able to sort of like tap more into it yeah so so i thought it was really like interesting how they played on that so
1: okay Mm. yeah i i um yeah i I liked how they they did remain pretty faithful to the book like obviously there were changes because of him adapting multiple sources and Mm -hmm. how it ended up but but like generally the um i don't know they even though everything around them is so weird the characters did feel like they were reacting to things
0: reasonably like yeah yeah that uh, wasn't like so unbelievable i couldn't get behind it or anything
1: yeah like i i think one of the funnier interactions um is when danny takes um John or the Dr. Stone to look at or like look for this this kid that Abra says is buried somewhere Mm -hmm. and you know they've established that that the doctor and he have a good enough relationship that um like he wouldn't be just making something up but it's also like yeah this guy says he knows where a kid's buried like how do i know he's not crazy <laughs>
0: yeah
1: but when yeah. I, afterwards they uh, they go to directly to Abra's house and her dad comes storming out of the house it's mm. <laughs> mm. like you fucking Berber she's 13 <laughs> it's yeah. like no 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 it's it's no. not like <laughs> no it's, it's... <laughs> but I, I love that reaction of like dude coming out of the house swinging yeah (laughs) (laughs) because that's a reasonable
0: reaction yeah it's it's not so far-fetched
1: yeah it's it's a hundred percent what my reaction would be if i found out my 13 year old were talking to a man in his late 40s like yeah (laughs) (laughs) like (laughs) what are you kidding me yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but uh but yeah no like the 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 characters react realistically um Mm -hmm. it's got enough of the the sci-fi stuff to again to me at least make it feel like a superhero movie yeah um it's definitely not a horror movie i i don't think
0: no i i would not consider this a horror movie at all yeah
1: like thriller might be close like like as much as I'll, I'll give on that but like definitely not a horror
0: movie yeah <laughs> mm.
1: yeah the um, the ending is much different although I have to say I think I prefer it really um, why so I well I, I don't know if prefer it is is the right word maybe I, I can see why they decided to go in the direction they did, which, you know, spoilers, Danny sacrifices himself. Yeah. Um, and is now the, the... Because, like, it's it maintains that parody with the original Shining movie, where, like, his mentor... The, her mentor is killed in this one, just like um, Halloran is killed in The Shining.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and for pretty similar reasons. Like, he's clearing out the ghosts in there <laughs>
0: Um, yeah
1: but also they couldn't end it like like they did in the the book because they didn't introduce any of the stuff with like her grandmother and how yeah uh, danny's her uncle um yeah or or not they had to cut that out for
0: time but i don't know i just the the whole sacrifice was not cliche but it was it
1: was kind of expected but like yeah. i mean it it fits like I can see why they put it there um it's not like it it was completely out of character no it wasn't I um
0: think. I don't think that was a bad ending in any stretch of the imagination i just I don't think it would be my preferred ending I think my preferred ending would be the one in the book yeah yeah
1: yeah I mean I think that's the better ending because I think the the I I like the the Doctor Sleep book. Mm-hmm. I think The Shining is a much stronger book. Um, you yeah, think I The Shining um,
0: is a what?
1: I I think The Shining is a much better book, but but mm-hmm. I do like those books better than I like. Well, I'm fine with this adaptation. Like I said in the subtitle, it, this movie is way better than any it had any right to be. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I uh, mean, and again, you know, going back to the book report podcast, we were both kind of curious about exactly what they were going to do with this. And, you know, I recently, so I didn't actually see it in theatrical release. I, I you didn't know, see The it. first time we, we did the book report was the first time I read the book. So I just recently watched the movie. And yeah, yeah I, I mean, I really think that it was a, a decent book, you know, a decent adaptation of a book, especially with like, all the things you kind of have to like, clear out. Because there was a lot in that, in that book. Um, and I know that they had to cut a lot due to just pacing and timing and everything along those lines. But you know what they did cut I felt like it made the book special, but it didn't take away from the movie because again, like I would not want to sign up to be the, the producer or director of this movie just because of all the, you know, all the things that you would have to kind of deal with, like the resource materials and everything along those lines. And this, you know, this, the sense that you are making a Stephen King movie. So it's gotta be a success. Yeah. Because, you know, the studio is already investing so much into it. It's gotta be something that will get butts in seats.
1: For yeah, a lack
0: exactly. Of a better term. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um It's, it's, yeah, I, I, definitely agree with the other people who saw this movie uh the few of them that they're not the few of them that did you know it made 72 million dollars which is nothing to sneeze at but mm-hmm. it's not it's not like w- the numbers that it put up yeah uh and i think they did Was this movie pg-13 do you remember um
0: i'm um i think i feel like was. they
1: compromised to probably get more um more people seeing it and made it PG-13. Oh, no, Doctor Sleep was R. R,
0: okay. Huh.
1: I just, I don't think of it as being an R-rated movie. Yeah. For some reason. Like, I, I guess it's because nothing in it is very extreme. Like, I'm, I'm sure the, um, you know, like, obviously there are kids getting killed. But there's yeah. an implied kid killing and then a very, you know, brutal on-screen kid killing, now that I think about it. But, like everything else is just kind of it, it to me in my head it's not extreme enough to be like a restricted viewing thing but. yeah
0: where somebody's gotta be like well I'm not going to bring my kid to this but then again like you're going and seeing a Stephen King movie like what Stephen King movie was like oh well this is a kid friendly movie <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um um I yeah. mean, Dark, you know, Dark Tower was PG-13.
0: Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah. It, I've um, never read any of the Dark <laughs> Tower stuff.
1: Huh, maybe we should incorporate it, that into the book clubs. <laughs>
0: it's, a, it's a fairly thick series, isn't it?
1: Oh, it is. Yeah, it's, um, it's well, it's only seven books. It's not super
0: long. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Some of the volumes are like, Seven eight
0: hundred pages, but yeah, but
1: not all of them are like either.
0: I know the concept of it of like a gunslinger that travels between like dimension and time and worlds and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, um, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't mind rereading it. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so so Doctor Sleep the movie. Um, I I definitely recommend it to people if you've seen The Shining. Um. It's it's not like a cinema heavy hitter like The Shining was. Yeah, but, um, I don't
0: think that it was like groundbreaking in any sort of way, like yeah. with new techniques or new like theater, um, like new shots and stuff like that. But yeah. you know, for what it is, for what it was kind of like propped up to be, I think I think it does well. I think it delivers.
1: Yeah, yeah the, the adaptation is good. Um, and it's it's definitely a solid movie. It's not very long either. I I want to say it's like right at two hours or so. Yeah, I remember um, it
0: not being too
1: bad. Or, well, watch me look this up and it'd be like two and a half hours. It doesn't feel it was like five long hours.
0: Long and you're
1: like, what? It, well, it was paced very well. Yeah. Um, if it was longer than two hours, because to me when I was watching it, I i didn't feel like it was a very long movie mm-hmm. uh oh yeah see i said that and uh, it's 152 minutes so uh-huh. two
0: <laughs> actually
1: two and a half hours
0: so two and a half hours
1: yeah it's a it's it's a chonker of a movie but it doesn't feel like it it's paced
0: yeah. well <coughs> um Sorry
1: this yeah like i i don't have a whole lot to say about it other than that um
0: I yeah i mean go it, see
1: it it's it, it's good but it's not like it's not groundbreaking and it's not just a terrible burning trash fire
0: yeah um, it, it walks that that line between it's decent yeah <laughs> exactly it's it's you know for for what it was for what it was stacked up against you know i don't think it's a plane movie where you can watch it you know on like a little plane screen tv yeah you know i wouldn't like go to a theater if i could go to theaters you know and watch it
1: yeah because i mean i didn't see it when it came out to theaters but Mm -hmm. yeah uh i i definitely got it because i knew we were planning on doing one of these episodes for it so i just went like i waited until it was on prime and bought it for like six bucks because i was oh, like no. well i'll i'll we'll, we'll watch it and because i had anticipated us being i'll write that I'll off as
0: it. no we can't write anything <laughs> off
1: no we can't write anything off we're not <laughs> incorporated uh. <laughs> um but yeah with yeah i'll i'll just say um see it if you're interested in the shining multiverse um
0: yeah and you know see it so i would say see it if you enjoyed the Shining and mm-hmm. you enjoyed it for like the lore. Like yeah. you don't enjoy The Shining because it's a Stanley Kubrick movie and you know it's this giant masterpiece, um and, you know, with his um his like take on it. But if you just kinda of, like enjoyed the story of The Shining, I would say mm-hmm. go and watch this. Yeah.
1: so um i guess with that uh we can do uh me me, Um, all right i got uh four things what you got
0: i've got about four as
1: well oh cool cool so um yeah i guess i can just start uh, because mine are fairly quick Um, okay but i uh i recently reread a book uh that i think is real fun especially if you like true crime stuff it's very approachable it's not like gruesome and gory Mm-hmm. Um, it's by jake adelstein and it's called mm-hmm. tokyo vice and he was a journalist for the yomiuri uh, shimbun in japan
0: uh Interesting. And he
1: covered the metropolitan police yeah he was a study abroad student and he just <laughs> ended up staying there and actually working for a newspaper <laughs> in oh, japan kind of cool. yeah. covering the crime beat yeah he um yeah, and it, it goes through, you know, kind of his career doing all of that. But mm-hmm. he he uncovered this detail that... It, the book starts off with the Yakuza threatening him to leave Japan and never come back. Um, or they will kill him. Like, with the implication strongly being like, or we will murder you. <laughs> we, will,
0: we will kill you, um, something fierce.
1: And, and so... He, he writes about how he, like, then it breaks into, okay, this is how I got where I'm here now. And the way he gets there is he covers, or he, he finds this cover-up where um, apparently a lot of the older uh, Yakuza bosses mm-hmm. have a lot of, like, liver problems, basically, right? Uh, hmm. Part of it is due to the drinking. Drinking. Yeah. Part of it is due to the just the I'm finding myself with with my liver issues. Um, just Asians genetically don't have a really great um, track record just just given diet and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Um. Just but also genetic predispositions. Yeah, for genetic
1: predispositions to a variety of liver issues. Yeah. Um, and then the third thing, third reason that it's it mainly affects Yakuza bosses is the large amount of tattoos a lot of them are done with improvised materials Mm. um so not in the most sterile places yeah Um,
0: interesting
1: so yeah like it and it makes sense so he he finds how one of them apparently got into the u.s despite being on a watch list and had a liver transplant in a hospital Hmm. and He's like, okay, wait a minute. Like, this is post post nine eleven. Like, how did this happen?
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> right. And turns out he um, he found he finds their tracks down through a number of people that um, what more than like the, the, there's mounting evidence that the reason this guy got in is that he's an informant with one of the the justice department agencies here in america and so they let him in to get a transplant hmm. which you know maybe maybe not uh i don't know if i would write this book and unveil that if yeah <laughs> <laughs> if a Yakuza personally told me um like the apparently the person doing it has since you know uh just or uh like come out like against the uh, like he's left the organization yeah
0: he's denounced it
1: then he yeah he's denounced it thank you that's the word i was looking for it's <laughs> like it's not revoked he, he didn't revoke it he <laughs> yes he denounces it um and and he's uh yeah like it, apparently he's lifted these sanctions on this guy hmm. um but yeah like someone helping him investigate it um she just disappears and there's a whole lot of evidence that she was murdered for it and yeah you know like it's it's interesting because he does do the self-reflection that you'd have to do of like you know am i responsible for some of the bad things that have happened to these people because yeah because because i was i saved Yeah.
0: yeah
1: yeah and it's like i didn't do it and i like they're adults and they made the decision to do it but ultimately you know it's because he asked them to be there.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: Um it, it's really good though. Like even, even though that's like the main um thing I guess mm-hmm. that I spoiled in it, like it doesn't detract from everything else in it because like it's it's filled with story like it it it's you know a bunch of vignettes almost of you know this time I was covering this and this time this hat, like it's, it's a almost a collection of true crime short stories, but it's all the same
0: guy. <laughs> yeah. That's, that does sound really interesting.
1: Um, but it's, a, yeah, it's, it's a really cool kind of insiders look at how at, at the, the relationship that police and organized crime have, because there, there is very much a relationship.
0: Like, yeah, I mean, there's a um, relationship with any sort of organization and no crime, be it the yakuza or like the mafia or yeah whatever. like it's
1: well like he he makes a um you know a point of like just the the way it goes is you know sometimes police will come by and and ask after people that they know are in the yakuza and they'll they'll like accept favors quote unquote for that from them and police will let them know when certain things are happening so and culturally it's not necessarily viewed as a bribe it's it's viewed as like organizations working on each other like and vice versa like police will come and go hey we had these crime things happen what do you know about it yeah (laughs) they'll 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 discreetly let slip some information but it's not ratting out it's yeah
0: (laughs) it's you know it's maintaining
1: a relationship it's not
0: scratching backs
1: exactly like and and so you know they give them the name of a small time guy who screwed up and did something he wasn't supposed to do so the police don't bust the 10
0: yeah massage
1: parlors that they're running that are also illegal so um and you know culturally um you know i was i was uh at a a panel at DragonCon one time where from run by a guy that had been in lived in in tokyo for 25 years oh really and he he was commenting that his uh you know he happened to be he was out of the country at the time but his wife was there during one of the major earthquakes not not one of the recent ones but ones like in the the early 90s and Mm -hmm. the populace has an interesting um relationship with yakuza in that you know when that happened because the japanese government is such a bureaucracy
0: yeah all the red they
1: didn't well yeah like they didn't respond with any like relief aid or disaster relief or anything like that as quickly as the yakuza Mm -hmm. because the yakuza have access to trucks and shipping and stuff so they can show up and you know they
0: yeah and they don't have to go through all the bullshit like they don't have to go through the bullshit
1: they um you know a lot of them run uh izakayas so they have access to warm food and propane tanks and, and water and stuff like that so they can be on site taking care of people before the army can, so, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, that's it's an interesting book. I highly recommend it. If you're interested yeah, it in it, it, I can loan you a copy if you'd like.
0: Yeah, <laughs> actually, I, I think I would be. Okay.
1: Well, yeah. Uh, whenever everything gets lifted, you yeah. probably leave a care <laughs> package outside your your house. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nice.
0: Um,
1: so yeah, what was your your first thing?
0: Uh, so I had recently. I have a pretty old computer. Uh, I bought this computer back in 2009, so about 11 years ago. And I've recently just made some upgrades to it um, just so it can run a little bit better, so I can play some, I guess, newer games. And uh, I upgraded both my... My memory as well as i got a a lower end video card um i had previously had a navivia card it was the nine nine eighties which is super old because now they're at like it's ridiculous i think they're at the three nineties or the 30 90s but yeah, I, um, I got a Radeon uh, card, the uh, 570, which it's, again, not a high-end card if by any sort of means, but, but it's definitely a, a nice card. Yeah. And I was able to play a couple of games now since I have these upgrades. And one of the uh, first games that I actually started playing was this game called Elite Dangerous. So it is basically a space exploration game. Which, So these games, the reason I played it was I had bought into the Kickstarter when it got kickstarted a while ago. I, I'm going to see exactly when it got kickstarted. Um, Elite Dangerous. The game got kick-started back in 2014. Oh, wow. Yeah, so again, like, these exploration games aren't, like, my particular type of game. Like, I really don't like Minecraft or, like, Don't Starve or other games where you have to like resource manage to create things Mm -hmm. but with elite dangerous it's more of like a i guess a space exploration game i was like okay you know i can like find people to have like space battles and stuff like that and some of my friends had gone into it so i was like all right i'll give it a shot i played it for about like four hours i ended up being like a space trucker where i went from like (laughs) one station bought some stuff then went to another station just to sell that stuff for like a higher price and then i had to do like math just to make sure that like the fuel that i was spending was enough so i would get like profits when i did that kind of like you know i guess trip and everything just to make sure that i wasn't actually losing money on gas and then i was like this is like a job i don't want to do this so So, is this
1: like eve online then? like is it like spreadsheets in space or is there a visual component there's a visual
0: component there's a lot of visual so i play with a mouse and keyboard some people have like a a stick like a flight stick and everything some people play with a controller uh (laughs) it took me about like an hour and a half just to figure out like all of what the buttons do because you have like four different displays that you can do and each display has its own certain thing so there's like the navigations display there's the targeting display there's the comms display there's the ships like integrity display and stuff like that and you can change for well, like different, um, I guess, different uh, aspects of your ship. Like, you know, you can put more energy into your engine so you can go faster or you can put it more into like weapons so you do more damage or you can put it into like shields so you don't have to take as much damage. It's a lot. It's, it's definitely a, a high barrier game. And I remember playing it when it was in beta and then I was like, whoa, this is too much. And then I tried to get back into it. And like, I feel like maybe if there was a mission or a goal or something, (laughs) that would be great. But like, all I'm doing is just like moving products from one space station to another space station so I can sell them at a (laughs) premium. And just to make sure that like, i'm making enough to like cover my space gas
1: so you, so you're your space road trucker then huh
0: yeah i feel like <laughs> i need a a trucker hat when i play this game like one of those like you know half knit hats and stuff like that i will say though like slap on a podcast and like do that it's fun <laughs> but it it's like I I don't know what my end goal is and I kind of don't like games that don't have an end goal because it's like you can play them to ad nauseum and (laughs) the only thing that like I'm doing right now is chasing like oh I want to buy a bigger ship with more holes so I can carry more shit from one place (laughs) to another. So my goal is to like make more profit to buy an even better ship so okay I don't i don't know <laughs> i mean i i'm going to maybe try like doing something else like maybe there's minding you can go to asteroid belts and like mine for material and then sell it to space stations huh yeah uh, or you can find like bounties and try to like shoot down things but i have a very crappy ship i like have the starter <laughs> ship so i was like
1: hmm. well looking at the art for it like space trucker is not the first thing that came to my head like it looks like a massive like a like an open world mass effect type game based on the art so it
0: is like an open world like you can fly wherever and you can like you know see other people and stuff like that it's it's a game that has like you know different aspects and stuff but it's just right it's it's there's a lot there's definitely a <laughs> lot to it and, uh, yeah, so so I started exploring that game. Okay. Because, like, so when I looked up Elite Dangerous to see when it came out, um, you know how Google, like, gives you some, like, questions that people have been asking. The second yeah. question is, is Elite or Dangerous difficult? And the answer to that is Elite Dangerous is hard unless... At least until you understand the many facets of the gameplay. There's a steep learning curve, and it does not hold your hand and explain every little thing to you as you go. The that seems like a very
1: snarky way of answering that question. <laughs>
0: yeah. So.
1: I mean, it doesn't sound like the type of game I would play either. Yeah, and it's not <laughs> the
0: game that I would play either, but, you know, some of my friends wanted to play. I was like, I'll play it with you guys, but like. <laughs> they're mining and stuff like that. Like my ship doesn't really do that. My ship has a little bit of hole. And what I do is I, <laughs> I move stuff from a to B and it's like, <laughs> if I wanted to be a trucker. I could do this for like actual money instead of like fake money.
1: I mean, there's an argument to be made about that, yeah, <laughs> that you uh, could do that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, uh so so yeah i i ended up playing a little bit but it looks nice on the um new components or my uh computer my upgraded computer even though you know okay. the funny thing is like so you look around for like components to you know put into your uh computer which there's a fantastic site it's called um pc pickers.com yeah where you can like put in some of the previous components you have, like you know, I have a motherboard and I was trying to make sure that I was going to buy the correct RAM that would be able to integrate into my motherboard and everything. And, um, it'll tell you if things, if there's any sort of like confliction with particular oh, that's hardware handy, that you have.
1: Yeah. I'm a, I'm, I've always used nothing but Macs so, other than like in the office, but like, mm-hmm. Yeah, like that. That would be very handy if I were to build my own computer or try my hand at building my own computer. Yeah,
0: but yeah, you start looking at parts, and then you you get that bug in your head of like maybe I should just build a brand new computer. <laughs> I mean, my computer's fairly old. It's you know about like eleven years old. So yeah, so that you know thought did cross my mind.
1: Well, I mean, if you completely replace everything,
0: well. Yeah, but that, you would just be better just buying a new computer.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to make the Theseus Ship argument of like, well, if you've replaced everything, it's technically new, but it's technically not.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. And the thing is, you know, when I bought the case, it was a case that came with a pre-installed motherboard as well as a pre-installed oh, gotcha. like, system. yeah. So I wouldn't be able to replace the motherboard. And the motherboard is one of the things that kind of can yeah, hang up your problems. You, yeah. Like certain motherboards can't take the newer chips, which now have like so many cores. There's like a um, uh, Intel, I think, chip that has about like 12 cores in it. It's crazy yeah. how technology has uh, jumped.
1: Oh, yeah. It's it's uh, it's insane. You you pay off the nose for it too, though. Yeah. Um. No. Yeah, I, but yeah when, that... when you said you were doing computer upgrades, I thought your thing was going to be I got one of those 3080s. <laughs>
0: it's like, oh, no, all the bots <laughs> got those.
1: Yeah, well, I was about to say like I know people that that work in I either for video game developers or adjacent to it like in an esports function and like they were like, yeah, I can't get my hands
0: on any of them. Yeah. Like, <laughs>
1: I mean, like, wow, you're the one person I know who's been able to get their hands on a. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah. no, I, um, though I'm sure eventually the supply is going to, or the supply chain will hopefully,
1: yeah, hopefully,
0: you know, figure itself out and there'll be more out there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, my motherboard couldn't take. So. The crazy thing about those things, they're like five pounds. They're super heavy. I've heard. Um, so most uh, a video card will come with like two screws to screw in on the left and right hand side. This right. thing comes with four screws, so you have to put like two screws in the um, <laughs> in both like the left side and the right side. People, there have been uh, there's been funny like photos of people having to like prop up the um video card just because you know your tower standing there's so much weight on the motherboard where it's slotted in that it can kind of like warp it a little bit so people are making like like support for it (laughs) that's how heavy that that card is that's
1: insane well i mean i supposedly it's like you know, seeing the face of God when you see one running something. So yeah, like yeah my but...
0: my motherboard could not handle that kind of uh, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah, and yeah, you would want like one of those like curved, full like one hundred and eighty uh, display screens and everything like that. So yeah, mm-hmm. cool. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I played Elite Dangerous. I became a space trucker for a little bit. I'm kind of <laughs> meh on the game. It's a, it's a good game to listen to podcasts to because there's a lot of repetitive actions. Okay. I so was you can able just to zoom um, out
1: and do stuff.
0: Yeah. Though I was able... I was proud of myself. I was able to enter into Hyperdrive and be able to actually exit Hyperdrive near my location without... Like damaging oh. my ship, because you can damage your ship when you go through hypersdrive
1: See, it sounds like you're very, very into the realism of space travel.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, like, it doesn't control it for yourself. Like, you have to like point yourself to that particular uh, destination.
1: Yeah, if if I wanted to do that, I would have been an astronaut. I just want to play a pretty <laughs> space game. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a crazy game, but we'll, yeah. we'll see. We'll see what I uh, if I invest any more time into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's that's me.
1: Perfect. Um. Okay. Well, I um. So my wife and I rewatched um Doctor Strange, which I won't belabor because I've talked about it in a previous meeting me, me and This is a rewatch, but hmm. um, yeah, I that's one of the the movies i think that holds up pretty well. i forget which phase it's in, but um you know some of them uh, the kind of look phase? dated. Is it third phase? Fa- okay. Um it it uh i mean it could very well be i
0: i'm just have long lost track
1: now. of which movies are like i know up through the first avengers is the first phase. Yeah. But that's about it. Like
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um I know it's, it's Ant-Man that ends the second phase, but I, I forget the orders that they've, they've all come out in. But it's it's one of the movies that, you know, I'll rewatch periodically because I feel like it holds up really well. Yeah. Um, just as a standalone story. I mean, and visually it's
0: very appealing too.
1: Yeah, visually it's amazing. Like the mirror dimension and mm-hmm. the dark dimension, like both of those things hold up cool. They look really, really awesome. Um, I'm, it just makes me really excited for the Doctor Strange sequel, um, yeah. which, you know, if Marvel starts putting their things on Disney plus, instead of releasing the theaters, I think that that might be the, the kick in the ass that I will need to actually buy Disney plus because right now it just oh, seems you
0: haven't like Disney plus.
1: No, like right now it just seems like the place to watch the Mandalorian and that's it. Yeah. But like <laughs> pretty if, much. Because I mean, like, we don't have small kids. Um, I don't really rewatch like old Disney movies and stuff. Like, if they had an archive of like the old old Disney movies, like Blackbeard's Ghost and stuff like that, mm-hmm. black the black hole things like that, I would, I would be, you know, more open to doing Short it right lines, now. Yeah. But like right now, I think it would take them doing, like okay, we're not putting these out in theaters, but here they are for streaming. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> you that heard would be what like
0: they did with Mulan, right? The live action I did. Mulan? About yeah. how they were like, we're going to put it out, but if you want to watch it like right now, you have to pay us for streaming service and then pay us to watch it. For yeah, the ticket. Hours. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's like, no, I'm paying you for a streaming service. Stream yeah. my movie. <laughs>
1: yeah it's don't like if you're gonna pay. put it up on streaming don't make me pay on top of that like that's just yeah that that seems overly greedy
0: yeah exactly um,
1: but uh but yeah no i mean i would um consider it if, if the new marvels were coming out because i do like the marvel movies um, mm-hmm. i even the ones that people tend to not like i think like the ant-mans and stuff it's like no, I like that. I like the Incredible Hulk. Um, yeah, the Incredible which Hulk you'll good. hear most people say, "No, I don't like the Incredible Hulk," but that I like the movie. I think it's a fun kaiju movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So, so yeah that that was that one is is just you know Doctor Strange holds up and check it out if you haven't seen it. If you have, give it a rewatch. Yeah.
0: Nice. Well, my second thing is I ended up playing another computer game. Surprise, okay. surprise. Uh <laughs> with all the upgrades. So I ended up playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare with a couple of folks. So it's kind of like a I guess a, battle it a Wii Royale. Wii? It's a um like a PUBG, but with Call of Duty still Oh,
1: so you played Warzone?
0: Warzone, yeah. I'm sorry, I called it warfare, didn't I?
1: Well, I mean, it's part of that. It's part of that video game, but yeah, Warzone is is a um like modern warfare is is also the game, but I think oh, yeah, okay. Warzone is a is a function within it.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the free one. It's the free on the Blizzard like launcher, um, but it was so. I haven't really played, again, with my computer being not the strongest, I wasn't really able ever to play like the PUBG's or anything along those lines. The only thing I could really play was Fortnite. And I really didn't want to play Fortnite. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, you know, I'm sure it's fine and everything like that. But (laughs) it's just not my, my jam. But I was able to play uh, modern or uh, Warzone. Yeah, and it it was pretty fun. I mean, for for what they're offering and everything along those lines, and a game I thought it was you know it was decent. It was a a game where we were able to sort of just like roam around the map, and we were able to you know. Find people and find like loot and stuff like that. It it played a lot like I guess what a a game a uh, what you call it a battle royale game would be like. Yeah, yeah. So I was um pleasantly pleasantly surprised in that game because again, I'm not a big Call of Duty fan. I do enjoy some first person shooters and everything along those lines i do think that they're they're fun especially with like a mouse and keyboard i'm not going to get into that whole discussion between like (laughs) a a mouse and keyboard and controller but it's fun to like play it with your friends and everything along those lines it's fun to sort of like have a squad um they have a mechanic where if you're eliminated you can come back which is nice so you're just not kind of like sitting there and it's where you have to, like, defeat other people in this jail and everything like that. And if you end up defeating somebody in a one-on-one, you get to, like, redeploy, which is a lot of fun. And, you know, it's it's just sort of a, a fun game to, like, miss around with. So yeah. I, I was happy to um, have the ability to, to actually play that game and everything along those lines. And, you know have the ability to play with some of my friends because I feel like if I ended up playing it by myself I wouldn't have the same enjoyment that I had just playing with friends
1: yeah well and I um I gave it a try on ps4 uh a while back and mm. I um it, it's funny other other battle royale games that i've tried i do not like because
0: yeah.
1: i'm old and my hands don't work very quickly anymore did,
0: what <laughs> um, other battle royale games did you end up playing
1: so i tried um apex legends oh,
0: okay. um, which
1: i actually liked like i liked the skinning of it in the world that they yeah. built
0: i might get that um, shot now that and, i can actually play these games
1: yeah i mean apex legends is is like a battle royale but it's also kind of like a hero shooter Mm-hmm. like a, like an overwatch but um uh like you have
0: abilities and stuff like there's no abilities in this game you're just yeah like no there's i mean other than your with random your thumb. initial
1: yes yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just your your like initial loadout mm-hmm. um i tried fortnite a little bit i do not like it like i actively will not play it and not yeah <laughs> I, I don't know if it's
0: just the style that with its cartoony sort of look that yeah i don't doesn't know doesn't do it for me or whatnot but like i just don't really like it i don't know
1: yeah I, I you know i liked warzone when i played it i the only reason i stopped is i didn't want to buy anything and at a certain point you can't or at least at the time i was playing unless you have the full shebang you can't mm-hmm. like level up or rank up past a certain oh really
0: point. i did not um, know that
1: yeah well so like i got to like level level 24 five or 30 or something like that like mm-hmm. I didn't get super super high but um you know it was fun like I would just put on podcasts and because you don't have to like talk to anyone but even if you're on a squad with people you can ping other things so you can yeah. <laughs> go around the map doing things
0: I do like um, that pinging system it's yeah it's, it's, nice. it's
1: really good um but yeah like it's it's definitely the most to me, at least someone who does not like Battle Royales, it's the most um, tolerable of them, because I don't know, the graphics are right, the controls feel right. Um, Mm -hmm. Selfishly, it's because I can actually get higher and higher up before I'm eliminated than I can in the other games. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I mean, and I do like that um, system where you can, like, get back in the game. Like, if you're just eliminated, it's not like you have to sit there for, like, 30 minutes while you watch your your teammates do other things you do have that ability to like redeem yourself so yeah that was something yeah
1: i mean honestly that's that's the thing that sells it to me the most i think because it feels like like i've said before talking about like battle royale games of like it you know if i were back in fifth or sixth grade you know Mm -hmm. um playing like goldeneye or whatever but on the internet like warzone is kind of like what i would want of in a death match of like we're just going to keep track of the kills and you can just get back into the game after however many seconds or whatever yeah <laughs>
0: hmm. but yeah it, it was fun um again it's a free game yeah. and um if if that's your jam i would highly recommend it
1: yeah um okay well i and yeah i i recommend it too having played it um it's if it's definitely the the i think the best of the the battle royales that are out there that, that i've come across at least mm-hmm. um yeah so so uh my wife and i re-watched um the original halloween
0: no.
1: um if you've never seen it i'll just i highly recommend it it's it's a good time it's
0: yeah
1: not super scary like there are just scenes that are tense but you know this is from 70 i want to say 78
0: maybe
1: mm-hmm. um so it's not like super super scary but like it, it holds up it's still creepy uh it's a fun movie to to watch every once in a
0: while yeah um, huh.
1: It's it's probably one of the so the the Hallor- Halloween series is interesting in that like you know all the slashers have their own like mythology that has that builds up over like thirteen films or whatever yeah <laughs> um and the the Halloween one to me I think is one of the more interesting like the um, I feel like the Chucky movies get better the jason movies are kind of like a roller coaster they're, they're hit or miss mm-hmm. um halloween's pretty consistent nightmare on elm street starts off strong takes a big dip and then kind of slowly climbs back up <laughs> in terms of quality yeah. and then takes another just giant plummet <laughs> just
0: another nosedive
1: yeah um yeah, yeah the, the halloween movies are, are pretty consistent in how they are um so so yeah, I I just def- definitely recommend it. Uh, even if you're not a horror fan, like it's just an interesting movie to watch from a modern perspective and be like, oh, this is, yep, this, this is, is horror. what <laughs> horror movies used to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's nice. me on that one.
0: Alrighty, and then uh, my third thing that I ended up doing was. I ended up finishing a book of short stories. It's six months, three days, and well, five others. Uh, and it was a really good uh, book of short stories. I, I really enjoy sort of getting into these particular books, uh, the short story books and everything like that, just because you can read the short story put it down then come back and reread like the next one um there wasn't really so there was like an overarching theme to all of them but there wasn't like any sort of connection between one world to the other world like it wasn't like characters from one short story showed up in another short story. If you kind of Yeah, that, of that, that of. makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed this uh, book. It was, it was something like, each of the stories had a an interesting spin to them. And each story was kind of a story that I would have loved to like, learn more about that particular world or you know i would love to see an elaboration so i was kind of um again pleasantly surprised to have that sort of experience because with short stories sometimes they're hit or miss like you know they can either be really really good or some of them can be all right, and then you know you've got a few that are just like decent. But I felt like each story in this particular anthology was was a a, a strong story was a was a story that um, I was really interested in and would have really loved to learn more about. Hmm
1: yeah i'm reading about it online it's interesting it's a sci-fi mm-hmm. and fantasy novel yeah or sci-fi fantasy uh, debut
0: yeah it's an it's an interesting like it's got a little bit for everybody
1: Yeah,
0: and i mean you know if you've listened to this podcast you know my love of sci-fi and fantasy so i was really thrilled to sort of be enthralled with this book
1: yeah well wow this is interesting so i'm looking right now and she Mm -hmm. was the editor-in-chief of io9.com um which is a a sci-fi fantasy gawker media site Mm -hmm. but i'm looking at the blurbs that they you know you the books always get blurbs from other authors and stuff for the back yeah and see okay i'm gonna just go ahead and add this to my amazon because oh um, i mean
0: if you want to borrow it we could always do like oh yeah a... we could do a
1: trade-off with uh <laughs> with tokyo vice yeah <laughs> um, but uh like I'm, I'm reading the 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 recommendations and it's like okay michael Shabon said something margaret mm-hmm. Cho, love grossman nk jemison john hodgman Corey doctorow um it's
0: it's really good i mean it's i really, really like interesting
1: it. it's... it's being it, it says the scenario is almost harry potter the tone is kind of like kurt vonnegut and the effect mm-hmm. is uh, entirely original uh it's like douglas copeland and neil gaiman walked into a bar
0: yeah uh, like it's it's amazing when like because you know i've read a couple of like anthology books and usually you get about like 70 percent of it of like good stories but then like 30 of them are just like stories that really don't speak to you or just don't interest you but like all of them were really interesting all of them were something that like i could see myself reading an entire book about yeah and i just thought that was very unique because it's very rare that i get a book that has you know A story that i'm interested in or a entire anthology book of each story that i'm interested in so
1: yeah yeah. i I would
0: i would highly recommend it um i i think it would be hard to like sort of do a book club on an anthology i just think well it's only six stories too yeah but i feel like the focus would be hard because you wouldn't be able to dedicate that much time to each story.
1: Yeah, I mean that's fair. You yeah. may want to keep it in the back of your mind, though. Okay, but yeah, <laughs> as a selection, because it, it, it sounds interesting, and the recommendations are high enough. It it's is. Like, it, it's I'd definitely. I would highly
0: recommend thing. it to anybody um, who enjoys like fantasy or sci-fi. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, it was it was a very good book that I, I quite enjoyed
1: okay cool um well uh so my last thing um is something that i'll preface this with this was done over thanksgiving weekend Mm -hmm. um my uh wife and i um visited my my uh brother because mainly we had all quarantined um which is good we were within driving distance
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, none of us were sick we all you know washed hands sanitized wore masks um and and so we we, we had to get together but we um you know didn't go out didn't breathe on a bunch of people that you know we were safe mm-hmm. but we did this thing i you and i have have done an escape room before but we did this uh, escape. It's one of those escape yeah. rooms in a box. Um, oh, it's yeah. Escape the Room, huh. Walking Dead, right? Oh, okay. And my reason for doing it or picking it is that Escape the Room, among escape room enthusiasts, has really high ratings.
0: Oh, interesting. Or reviews, mm-hmm. uh, like
1: so. It seemed like one of those that that was like, um, like well put together in terms of puzzles. Yeah but like just, like we're not enthusiasts right like yeah I, I, just, I don't mind solving a puzzle but but we um i also chose the walking dead theme cuz i was like okay walking dead like it's it's aimed at like a mainstream audience so it's probably going to be easier than their ball bustingly difficult ones
0: right yeah but like how do you escape a room in a box like so it's it interesting
1: puzzle? Well, yeah. So what they did is, um, and I'll, I'll preface this entire thing with, we did not complete it.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Was <laughs> okay, it because so, it
0: wasn't fun?
1: Uh, well, so it was, it was difficult and I'm not sure that we did it in the right order. And so that means that the puzzles get out of order oh. because the, the way they do it, there's 19 different puzzles in it and there's, they're divided into three different sections Mm-hmm. So, like, the theming of it is that your group has come across a room that you've all been locked into, right? Uh, and you see, you read this note that says, welcome to the collective. If you can solve these puzzles and get out, you're exactly the type of people we need in our society. If you can't, we're sending people to uh, eliminate you. You have 90 minutes, right? Mm. And did you so, actually time like, so,
0: yourselves?
1: Yeah, we did time ourselves. Oh, okay. Um, so you solve the first section and the first section is like six puzzles and what you're what, what happens is you're given a little uh you're, you're given some props so there's a little suitcase box hmm. that, that looks like a footlocker yeah. that you have to undo the lock of um there's some loose leaf puzzles for you design with some some of them have props that are actually kind of ingenious the way they put them together um and then there's a big red lock on it that will only open up the second half of the box by either you can either destroy the thing and open it like if if you wanted we did not or you can solve the six puzzles and get or three of the six puzzles and get the combination for the door
0: yeah right so i mean was the lock pretty like sturdy like oh yeah so lock.
1: it's it's um it's bolted to one of the sides of the box so mm. like you you either have to destroy the box in some way or break the lock yeah to actually get to it so it's not like things are loose leaf and flying around okay. Um, okay. and also it's flush with the bottom because the none of the none of the props like or all the props are used in the second half but there are no new things used in the second half so everything is flush against the bottom Hmm. um so the use of props is good the puzzles were were the ones that we were able to solve it was like huh that's kind of a head scratcher but after a few minutes we were able to work through it yeah. um one of them was interesting that that i solved. that i was like oh this is actually really fascinating where they they give you a code and you don't know what what uh like they, there's like this uh beaker that has a bunch of different dates on the side of it uh, for testing water quantities and stuff. Yeah. And they're all out of order. And you have this little stick separated into units. And you have to find, through one of the other puzzles, the date that you have to start the water on. And then you're given a sequence of numbers to drop the stick a certain number of units in to spell sure. out a word. Because yeah. there's, there's letters on the same level as certain certain things so the the water has to fall exactly right for you to spell out this word that you can use as a passcode
0: right and you actually have to like do all these like beaker things like yeah
1: yeah so i had to like go to the kitchen and fill it with water and <laughs> sit wow. there and write down this code um yeah and and it, it's interesting some of the puzzles like you know Sorry. once you once you do the first part it goes okay stop the timer read aloud and set the timer for the time it tells you to
0: mm-hmm. so
1: you read through the section and it goes oh okay so now we have 20 minutes left apparently <laughs> we solved something out of order so we didn't have the right amount of things to answer one of the puzzles and anyway it was just like okay you know what this is frustrating we shouldn't be frustrated
0: <laughs> yeah when you're trying to like be on vacation it be- yeah and so it would try again like you know
1: like you. Um, no, because, like, so because you have to solve them in a certain order, it's there, there's no direction given as to what the proper order to solve them is in, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. So, like, they try to do the only listen to us, uh, or only take your directions from us and don't think outside the box but then they give you a bunch of puzzles that are like here are these abstract things that you don't have any information to and we're not going to tell you how to find them it's like okay well
0: yeah <laughs> so what you know you're i'm not going to tell randomly me is start you don't yeah. think you would uh i guess do it again
1: yeah i don't think so like i might box. try yeah i i might if if i were like a hardcore escape room enthusiast yeah sure like this like it was well enough put together that if you were a hardcore puzzles enthusiast you might like it yeah um if you're just passingly interested in them
0: um yeah because you've only done yeah. one escape room right
1: yeah i've only done one escape room but the from what i was able to gather these boxes are also assembled kind of like old school like point and click browser and uh, adventure games which it kind mm. of kind of was mm. um and so that's mainly what interested me because I do like those. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, you know, the the props in this, some of them worked in a weird way. I I don't think that we were given all of the props <laughs> in the box. If I'm being honest, because I feel like that that one of the puzzles refer, wow. refers to a way to decode something. That it's like, well, that wasn't in
0: there yeah well didn't you say that sometimes you had to get your own props like beakers and whatnot
1: oh no they included that
0: oh, oh yeah it okay. was
1: already included in the box so like everything you should need is in the box other than like pencils and paper hmm. interesting. Uh, or like scratch paper for things one of yeah. the puzzles that i really found interesting is that like there's this diagram of six or seven different like uh windmill based pumps and they're all missing bits of equipment and it says you have all this equipment and you have to get the the water pump started to connect it to an underground reservoir and and so the way it's set up is as if it's a word problem that you have to solve mm-hmm. because there are like it gives you all this extraneous information but you've only got like 20 minutes to solve it and so I'm like okay what do I need from this puzzle and I'm looking yeah. at it and I'm like okay, there are words at these junctures, okay? What are the possible options of words that I need to input? Okay, so these three are the only possible ones that spell any of these words. So it's like,
0: yeah.
1: you could sit there and solve it, like,
0: like that. line
1: by line, but it would take way too long. I was just... Scared yeah, and for... it
0: would be pretty frustrating, too.
1: Yeah, like, it, it's a very, very... Um, vague word problem and it's like okay I'm, I'm not solving this problem but i am going to use my critical thinking and look and spell these words and go okay these are obviously the ones that like that's ones. the important yeah. information from it that i get
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah huh.
1: which i think is how you're supposed to solve it because yeah with everything that they ask you to do like because you they give you a time limit of like in the word problem of Okay, you have eight hours to do this. It takes five minutes to do this. It takes ten minutes to do this. It takes an hour to do this. How many parts are salvageable, and which which windmills will connect to the plant? It's like okay, well, it's these three because you tell me in the word problem it's three of them.
0: Yeah, that huh. I'm trying to solve for. So,
1: yeah. Anyway, th- some of the puzzles are good. Like the the, the takeaway from all of this rambling, uh, because I'm kind of getting tired, is all of the all of the um, puzzles are. I mean, you're going strong on this.
0: Well, this like, could be a whole episode.
1: I mean, it could be, but the yeah the um, yeah the, the, uh, the. I mean, when the puzzles... you told
0: me puzzle box, I was like, all right, this this is going to be like five minutes of entertainment, but no, you've gone strong. <laughs>
1: No, and the, the thing um, is, you're
0: not even trying to sell it.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I'm for a certain person, this is good. Like, I don't think that I'm the type of person that should have done this. I, I thought the decisions that I made in selecting it were sound, and I still think they're sound. I feel like the difficulty of this box for a mainstream audience is too high.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but I'm also not a, a puzzler. So, I mean, my my opinion is skewed. I like adventure games. That so click, which are pretty much the same. But if so you if like, double on
0: the tricycle rolled up to you and said, "Do you want to play a game?" You'd probably be like, nah no." Nah. Then with puzzle solving. Nah, games. you
1: can just you can just pull the pin on that reverse bear trap, my friend. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, nah
0: All I'm right. Well, I'm going to bail you puzzle. out of the sinking ship. So the thing <laughs> I did was uh, my fourth thing was um i ended up watching a miyazaki movie i watched the uh, castle in the sky my Uh-oh. sister had never seen that particular movie and apparently hbo has like all of miyazaki's movies on there so that's really super cool yeah even like the super obscure ones I-, I took a look for uh porca rosa one of my favorites and uh they had it so they have all of his works which is super cool but my sister hadn't seen castle in the sky before or not castle in the sky um howl's moving castle i was thinking of nausicaa valley of the wind
1: and Laputa, castle in the sky yeah yeah
0: yeah so you had uh, never
1: seen she had never seen howl's moving castle. moving castle
0: yeah and i i think it's a howl's moving so she's seen like the mainstream ones like princess mononoke um spirited away gotcha yeah so she hadn't seen like a lot of his other obscure movies and again i wasn't going to start her off on like porca rosa or anything along those lines yeah but we ended up watching it and i like it's a good movie like it's a solid movie, but like, I forgot like how good it is. And we were watching it with the, um the dubs and yeah. even the dubs are like really good. Dubs aren't bad. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm not like a purist or anything along those lines, but like, yeah. it was just, it was a, a good watch. And it, it just, it reminds me like how good Miyazaki made, his particular movies. Like the the music's on point, the themes on point. I mean, with everything that Miyazaki's gone through, there's a lot of interesting like different themes, especially with like war and with like just all sorts of different things along those lines. And um yeah, it it was it was really good to watch and I mean I'm not going to be the person to be like, "Hey, go and watch a Miyazaki movie because it's great because it is great and you should already see it." Don't take it from a random person. Just like, you know, go and watch any of his movies, and they'll be super. You'll be super happy that you did. But um, but yeah, it was it was kind of nice to revisit some of his older works, and. I hadn't seen a Miyazaki movie in quite a while. And it was just, it was fun. It was fun to, like, enjoy that with my family. And it was fun to see one of his, I guess, lesser mainstream ones. Even though it's, I wouldn't say it's more of his obscure video, or movies. But it's definitely one that not everybody knows about or has seen. But yeah, it's... It's really awesome that uh, HBO has like all of his movies. So uh, since my um, sister's in town, we are going to also uh, watch Porco Rosa. So she really enjoyed um, Howl's Moving Castle. So I think hopefully she'll enjoy Porco Rosa because that's another fun one. That's Yeah, that's see if you can sway,
1: sway another person to be into um, Miyazaki. Like yeah. more and more people I've come across are like who who is that? What movies have they done?
0: Yeah. I it mean, it's more fans. <laughs> so Miyazaki's like there are some like not great movies that he's put out. Um but I think a lot of his like older movies are are staples. And you know, I think yeah. I think the man's a genius. So so yeah, it was it was fun. It was fun to to watch that movie with with her and just to sort of watch a Miyazaki movie since it's been a while and sort of like being wrapped in that story because he creates such a great story the visual effects especially in Howl's Moving Castle are fantastic the voice acting's fantastic it's just all in all a great movie yeah yeah but yeah that's 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 it for me
1: Okay, well, so, um, yeah, this is our season finale for, mm-hmm. for uh, season four of the show. Um, this will be the last episode of its type for the foreseeable future, just because I th- Stuart and I were talking and doing, doing the uh, media discussion episodes, especially with the pandemic, not really seeing each other, yeah. doing things like that, um, are really we could do them better and so i think for the the uh, foreseeable future the format that that i think we've agreed on is doing keeping doing the book clubs because those are mm-hmm. fun people need to read more they're fairly yeah straightforward. especially you know, more...
0: when you're stuck in your house like it's just good to read
1: yeah um but the the format of the main shows will go to um more conversational I've been con- kind of referring to them in my head as me 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 plus um, yeah
0: and we can definitely do like a state of the podcast like recording and kind of discuss further what that's going to entail and everything so
1: yeah yeah because I oh, mean yeah. like right right now what I have are our first um episodes in the new year um you know basically there's gonna be an icebreaker and a me 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 just kind Mm -hmm. of like how we used to have standalone me 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 episodes so Mm -hmm. you know i'm probably going to right now i'm leaning towards regaling stewart with the uh the hidden history of the film return of the jedi Uh, yeah (laughs) as an opener
0: i'm looking forward to that seeing how that that rolls out
1: but yeah it'll be it'll be uh you know more conversational more free-flowing and um you know, more more room for people to, to jump in in the comments and, and respond to things that we say rather than us going through something we've watched or played or, you know, what have you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, since this is the end of the year, happy holidays to everyone. Happy holidays. Again, be safe.
0: Be and... safe. Wear
1: your masks, wear your gloves, hand sanitize. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's going to be a new year. So, definitely look forward to that uh we've we've all learned a lot throughout this entire year so there should be some takeaways and whatnot but you know just stay positive out there and love yourself love your friends love your family love love everybody yeah
1: yeah we uh happy holidays we love you very much and we'll see Mm -hmm. you in year five yeah Bye! Bye!